Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of April 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we have a ton of stuff down this week. Uh, I don't know if it was just like because of the holiday weekend or the big movie, like Super Mario or whatever, but like tons of trailers jumped came out. We got new streaming show trailers, Spider-Man trailers, you know, DC, all, all sorts of every kind of trailer you can imagine. We got we had we'll dive into that a little bit. Um, we've got Street Fighter news, Harry Potter news. Uh, I saw John Wick Chapter Four finally, so I'll, I'll dive into that and show and tell. But yeah, let's kick things off with trailers because there was so many of them. And actually, we're recording a little bit later than we normally do, so we actually got got to we actually get to talk about the Ahsoka trailer that d- dropped at, from Star Wars Celebration, which is happening in uh, London this weekend. Yeah, may the seventh be with you. <laughs> may the seventh, yeah. Well, it's April April the seventh be with you, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Ahsoka, uh, Rosario Dawson is back. As the live action version of Ahsoka, this is basically this basically show is basically going to be like uh, Star Wars Rebels season five. Yeah, I, I caught that. I know enough about Rebels to get what's going on yeah. here. They've they've been they've been teasing it out in like the like Mandalorian book of Boba Fett, but this is like full on like Dave Filoni is going to like just now it's now it's live action Rebels like everyone's back. Um, and they're picking up like the cliffhanger at the end of Rebels, where like Grand Admiral Thrawn disappeared into like hyperspace, and no, like no one was able, no one knew where he was. And also like Ezra, like they're like they're the like Jedi apprentice character from Rebels also disappeared with, with Thrawn. So that's kind of the big thing for the for the Ahsoka show is like, oh, Grand Admiral Thrawn may be back, and they're also like if he's back, maybe Ezra's back. And so yeah, so so Ahsoka is is running around. She's has like is, finds these like there's rumors of Thrawn's back. Um, there's like new Sith running around. Like Ray Stevenson is like a new Sith Lord named Balin, and he has an apprentice, and they're like running around causing havoc. Which that's like Ray Stevenson is a Sith Lord. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, where was he up to? Yeah, where was he been the whole time? Um, and then we've got uh, Natasha Lou Bardizio is uh the live action version of Sabine from Rebels. And then uh, Mary Liz Winstead is uh, the live-action version of Hera. And then uh, there's going to be a, like, uh, Chopper, like the, the droid from Rebels. Is, they, there's like a, a actual practical version of him <laughs> in the show. And I got I to gotta assume, because um, he had a cameo in The, in the Mandalorian, I got to assume, like, we're pro- probably going to see maybe, like, Zeb, too. Because he, like, he was, like, there's a full, there's a full CG like a uh, version of him that showed up in like the Mandalorian recently voiced by Steve Bloom who voiced them in the show. So out, like a lot of people are like, they wouldn't go through all this trouble. Like make this like very like awesome looking CG Zeb, if they were going to use it for like other things. <laughs> but, yeah. You can't spend all that render time and then just use him like to sit on what, a seat. Yeah. So I, I, would, I would have to assume like he's in the like re- rejoined like the, the ghost crew as well. So like the whole ghost crew is going to be back with Ahsoka like Ooh. hanging down Thrawn and, what, wasn't, wasn't their ship up in Last Jedi? Or I think uh, yeah, I think I think it showed up, and I think I think we see it a little bit in the trailer because like it it had this cool thing of like it could like break up into like different pieces, and, like it was like Ghost One, Two, Three, Four, Five, I think, or something. 
So it could like it could like break up into like smaller ships and then you'll like reform back in the one ship. And I think we see that in the trailer when you see like Hera for the first time in the trailer. That's like it's her back on like the ghost. And uh, we, we do we like we get a, we get a, like a back of the head shot of Grand Admiral Thrawn, but we don't like we don't know who's playing him yet. But I so we don't know the, the casting of Thrawn, but we definitely know he's back. They they drop they drop the heir of the Empire <laughs> like name drop, which is awesome. Yeah, that's like oh I know the direct reference. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like it seems like this should be hopefully pretty awesome, uh, especially if you're a Star Wars Rebels fan. And it's going to be uh, start streaming in August. There's not an exact day yet, but August on Disney Plus is when Ahsoka is going to start. And then we also got uh, the first full trailer for the Barbie movie, which uh, looks <laughs> just absolutely insane. Uh, we got there's like a very like 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 stylist like stylistic artistic kind of like you know teaser trailer that was like a 2001 parody, but now we actually have like a full like an actual trailer of like what the movie is going to be. And I think it's even crazier than people thought it was gonna be. Like it's it's like all the, everyone it's like Barbie Land and everyone like and like Margot Robbie and like everyone who is either a Barbie or a Ken. And there's multiple Barbies and Kens. And then but then there's but it also exists like alongside the real world at some point. Or it's like you can like it's like another dimension or something. <laughs> but like you can freely leave it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's like you can leave it and go to the real world. And because it's at some point like Barbie Ken like Margot Robbie. And, uh, Ryan Gosling are gonna leave Barbie Land and end up in the real world. Then like Will Ferrell's like the like the CEO of Mattel, so it's like oh, Margot Robbie is like it's, it's like the like the weird like she, she inspires the creation of the Barbie doll, but she's actually a Barbie living in Barbie Land. So do you think Barbie existed before this, or you think like she came to our reality and then that inspires Mattel to make Barbie? Well, I think I think the plot of the movie is like like. They leave like they leave, they finally like they leave Barbie Land and then they like end up like Will Ferrell's like oh my God yes make a doll of this person. <laughs> like, oh that's okay I thought like I think, I think that's their I think that's product the came yeah. alive I yeah. didn't know they basically are interdimensional beings. Who who knows because like it seems like there's like a barrier around that they can't like leave or something and there's like but there's like sign for like the real world and. Probably like, it's like its own like separate like state of reality or something wherever. <laughs> But yeah, like yeah, like every, almost everyone there, Evan, is, is like either a Barbie or a Ken, and then like it's all different, like like uh, like Simo Liu is a Ken, and then like uh, like Issa Rae is like President Barbie, and like Dua Lipa is like Mermaid Barbie, and like Emma Mackey is like 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 like, like Pulitzer Prize winner Barbie. <laughs> but then also like they're, they're like pulling in like deep cut like um like uh Michael Sarah is like um Alan who was like a like failed like other like male Barbie like they had like Ken and then they like let's well, just Alan Ken's friend Alan and that failed horribly so but like Michael Sarah's playing Alan but yeah it looks I mean it, it looks crazy I mean it, it looks like they're definitely like doing like like they're really like trying to like really like do like the like Barbie land looks like the toys like there's like so many references to like the, like different toys and different like the, the dream house like the convertible and all this like barbie paraphernalia yeah uh i'm not too familiar with it just because i grew up with gi joe's yeah but i mean i imagine for the diehard fans they're gonna be excited to see that mm -hmm. 
but 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 definitely also it definitely seems like it has that like like Brady Bunch movie like self awareness like it's like very like meta and aware of like how insane it is and like leaning into it like like the whole like the whole like beach off like stinger at the end of the the trailer. Yeah, I do appreciate that the writing team is just toilet humor. Uh, they're not trying to go for a like let's be creative about it. Let's do like an artsy interpretation. No, they're going for like weird humor like. Almost, I want to call it like millennial humor. It's like cringe yeah. and just like. Awkward. I'll beat you off right here. <laughs> I'll beat everyone off. So, I'm for that. I like that. So yeah, this can be uh, July 21st uh, is when you can watch the Barbie movie. And then we also got a new trailer for uh, I think one of our most anticipated movies of the year. Both of us, Chris. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider Across the Spider Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider Verse. Uh, yeah, new trailer. Like, I think a lot more of like what the plot might be, and a lot more of, like what the like, what we can expect. Um, which is there seems to be some sort of like uh like Spider-Man task force or team that like lives in or like works out of like this like like multi-dimension like the, like the vortex like the vert like the like vortex of like all the dimensions. Led by led by Spider-Man 2099, and then there's some new threat, and then uh, Miles gets recruited by Gwen to go and help join his team, and then some. It's like Spider-Man 2099 wants. It's like something comes up where like Miles, it, like it seems like oh you need to sacrifice someone that you love to like save the entire multiverse, and then it's like they get like clash over that. Where it's like like it's like oh. It, 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 I, I was I wasn't expecting really like like it's, this movie, trailer release of like Spider-Man 29 is gonna be like the like at least like the antagonist of the of this first part because this is like part one of like two uh, it's gonna be like a two part movie basically but is it I I thought it was just one shot movie for this yeah well, well there's, there's I mean they're, they're definitely they're definitely making a second one and it's like it's gonna so that's gonna be like continue and I, I think it's like I forgot what into across and I think it's like beyond I think it's the last one beyond the Spider Verse but like. Definitely for this one, I see like like yeah, Miguel O'Hara is like the, like antagonist because <laughs> because he, he's like he's like very like we, we have to like do things this way. And if if you don't do it, like you're threatening t- the entire multiverse. So I got I'm gonna if you're not gonna help us, guess we gotta stop you. Like I understand the uh, the what's at stake. It's just like in order to be a Spider-Man, you need to sacrifice something major. It's like a it's sort of like the passage of being a true spider person. Yeah. You either, I, I mean, I've read enough spider comics, Spider-Man comics and spider like things where it's always like you sacrifice like time, you sacrifice your identity, you sacrifice a loved one. And I feel like there's one more, but those are usually the top three. Like you, those make you a spider, like a true spider person. Yeah. Except for like, uh, do you consider like, symbiote people spider people I think they're like they're like their own separate thing I think yeah, yeah that's the only thing that's like yeah they get spider like things but they kind of coast on like a lot of like freedoms they don't have to deal with mm-hmm. uh, but show me that like show me kind of like in order to be a spider like all these crazy like things that Miles sort of, like, skipped until, like, a certain part in the comic where either his... Well, his uncle died, so that's yeah, something. And, and, yeah, in the first movie, like, yeah, his uncle died. That was, like, his, like, you know... Oh, shit, Spider-Man moment. moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and that was pretty big. I'm not downplaying uh, the Prowler. He was pretty cool. Uh, but I like they're trying to ramp it up and try to probably get his parents. Yeah, let's say that he's a, yeah, let's say that he's like his dad might be the one that like if 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 it's like either like save him or like save the entire multiverse. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, and just like style wise, I mean, it looks like they're like amping it up even more, like like the, like the like crazy style of the of the Spider Verse movies, like it's like even leaning more into like crazy colors, crazy like different styles, like it's like there's gonna be like like Spider Man look more CG and Spider Man like and then like more like comic booky, like they're just like throwing different like different styles in and like yeah, different like comic book styles, different like it's like the Insomniac Spider Man's in there, like. But like others, yeah, just like everything that was like in the first one is like ramped like eleven now, <laughs> and it, and it looks it looks amazing. So that's gonna be June second this summer. So definitely one of the, yeah, definitely super highly anticipated. Cannot wait for that. And then we also got the first trailer for a new uh, Robert Rodriguez movie. Although you wouldn't really know it just like watching it watching the trailer because it, it really doesn't have his uh you know usual style but there's a movie called hypnotic that's coming out uh starring ben affleck which I, so i'm assuming this is probably in front of uh, that uh, air of this weekend the like air jordan movie um but it's it's basically ben affleck is a cop um who his daughter's missing and then he gets caught up in this weird case of like there's a guy who's played by william fickner who's running around and he has like the ability to like manipulate people and like like brainwash people or like he like he's like a hip, like hypnotize them and then like they do whatever he wants. So he's like robbing banks and doing all those sorts of other stuff and he seems to know like he, he seems to have some sort of like idea of like where Ben Affleck's daughter is or like maybe like is involved in that somehow. But it, it, it's it basically Billy Fisher basically he basically seems like he's like the purple man from like Daredevil where he can like. He could like just like yeah like be like say something or do something and people it, 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 like could take control of people. You ever see uh, Drive Angry? Or um. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like yeah, he, he definitely has like the vibes of like his like um. What was he in that movie? The Accountant or whatever. The Accountant, yeah. Yeah, I that's William Fitcher in that mode is like so much fun. So like it seems yep. like he's having like fun in this one too. So I'm that's definitely like a selling point for me is like just William Fitcher just being like this like. De- like deep like demonic <laughs> or it's like, like cold presence yeah i just wish i mean if if, if he, he's more cold and calculated in this one but there's something charming about him being like very cocky and having yes. that same attitude yep i mean this trailer he is just straight up just like i don't know like a freaking like street magician that is able to just like wave his hands and then everyone's hypnotized he's almost That's- like an evil magician from like now you see me. <laughs> yeah, I got that vibe from him. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's got two guys like holding him at gunpoint. And he's like, "Well, I'm the wrong man," and they turn around and point him at Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it seems like there's like um, really like the plot description or like reading into like more of like like on Wikipedia and stuff. It seems like there's some sort of like there's gonna be like a government like project or something involved that like created like these like people called hypnotics and that's part of it so like wait like Wayne figures maybe is maybe some sort of like the like the, the alpha hypnotic or something or like the main hypnotic that like this project created 
it kind of, it kind of seems like it's like a scanners thing where it's like you know there's like these like there's like a few scanners out there not not this movie there's like hypnotics out there like ca- causing havoc i feel like yeah. i feel like, I feel like they're gonna reveal like like um like alice braga is gonna probably gonna be a hypnotic too or something because she like knows so much about it <laughs> she's gonna be like the good hypnotic and then like William Fisher's the bad hypnotic But yeah, it definitely it's definitely a very like stylistic like departure for Robert Rodriguez. It doesn't have like that like you know like grindhousey, film grainy like it's it, this looks more like a Christopher Nolan or like a David Fincher movie or something. Yeah. It doesn't feel uh, it doesn't it's, quite fit the aesthetic, especially when uh, you see his like Spy Kids movies or you see his like. Machete, guess, like, yeah. Yeah, Machete. It doesn't feel like a grindhouse. Like, it definitely feels more like a, um, like a traditional thriller, almost like, I want to say, like, the town, but not quite. Yeah. Like, if What's you that? didn't know that, if you removed the CGI and all the crazy, like, visuals, this just seems like a generic, uh, like, where's my kid, like, mm-hmm. Almost like a heist movie. Part of yeah. it feels like a heist yeah. movie. Well, I mean, the last last couple of things he's directed, like the last like movie he directed was, uh, well, he did we, we Could Be Heroes on Netflix, and then he also did Alita: Battle Angel, like his last two big movies. And then he did, uh, obviously, like Mandalorian: Book of Boba Fett. I guess you know, like Alita: Battle Angel also didn't like have like. But that was that was more like a like he was trying like because like I think because James Cameron was like a producer in that so I think that was like trying to like that was Robert Rodriguez like trying to do like a James Cameron style or like trying to like ape like that style. Um. But yeah, yeah, this definitely very different stylistically than what we were used to with uh, Robert Rodriguez. But it seems interesting. Um, I'm 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 all in for like like evil William Fitchers running around like messing with people. So. That'll be uh, May 12th in theaters. And then we also uh, got the first trailer for Blue Beetle, which is going to be another, one of the last uh, DCEU movies before we get that the, the big uh, resets and whatever's happening in a couple years here from James Gunn and Peter Safran. But this one was actually – so Blue Beetle was actually it was supposed to be a HBO Max exclusive, and they actually upgraded it to uh, – movie theaters so like a reverse it was basically the reverse of what happened to batgirl batgirl got canned this one got promoted to like a theatrical movie and it stars uh cobra kai star uh zolo maraduena as uh jaime jaime reyes who gets into possession of the of the uh, alien scarab that turns him into blue beetle gives him like an ex like a super powerful like exoskeleton and like he can like form anything he thinks of as a weapon but then also like the suit it also has like its own AI and own brain, so it's or uh, mind, so like it doesn't always do what he wants it to do. It just seems like it wants him to get killed. Well, so it, I guess it's it's supposed to like protect him, but it's also like some sort of like world destroying weapon. So I don't know. I don't maybe like maybe like like Jaime has like I don't I haven't read like any, a lot of like the Blue Beetle comics. So like I don't know if he has like constantly fight against like the like blue beetle like scarab alien to be like no don't destroy everybody <laughs> like we're not we're not killing a lot, like everyone here 
I've read like always like the early stuff where he's st- still trying to understand his powers, and then the suit's just trying to mess with him. That's what yeah. everyone kind of likes about Blue Beetle is that the suit like never learns, like it yeah. doesn't know proper human manners. Yeah, it has his own. It has his own mind. It'll do if it if it thinks it wants to do, it wants to do something different. It'll do something differently than what you want it to do. Plus, uh, you get the like funny kind of throwback. It almost feels like Cyborg to that, where like Cyborg didn't quite understand his powers when it went on the the like yeah. the cybernetics were trying to like kill Superman. And this yeah. is how like it, it should be done too, because it's like very like. Oh shit! Like I'm still not ready to be a hero yet. Yeah. I mean it that's also, that's the difference it between. It also right, like the whole like Blue Beetle thing, like like the armor and everything. Also has like kind of vibes of like you know like the Giver or something. Like. Yeah, I was getting that vibe too. Where it's like it's not gonna look. He doesn't look like a CGI like composite. You know, this looks mixed where it's almost organic and and like. His mask looks really good. Like I was really shocked how like well animated the mask will look. Because that's the thing. Like he he needs to show his like facial expressions, and you can sort of see it in the trailer. Yeah. And it's not just like you know spray paint on his face, and not just like you know Green Lantern CGI work either. But did you notice that there is other Blue Beetle people there? Like the costumes in the background, I can't tell. Like, was he the is well, he I, the first first Blue Beetle or what's up with that? Well, I think I think he finds some sort of like Blue Beetle like v- cave or like vehicle or something like a big scarab like ship or something, and it has like different other suits or something or other like equipment in there. But does that mean that there were other Blue Beetles, or this is something that like his Blue Beetle his thing is like? Because I actually I don't yeah, know. I, don't, like, I never I, read. The, I know, like, the original Blue Beetle was just, like, a rich guy. Yeah. But then they made, they made an alien version, and then he just sort of took the mantle as Blue Beetle, but there's really no relation? Yeah, there's, like, there's like three there's like three Blue Beetles. Like, Jaime is, like, the latest one. Uh, like, who's, like, a Teen Titan? Like, Teen Titans, all that stuff. Like, um... Like, like yeah, current like comic book beetle like Teen Titans Blue beetle is Jaime, and there's also then there's also like t- two more previous Ted Cord and Dan Garrett are the two other Blue Beetles. <laughs> and then one of like the first one got like like took took a special like vitamin that turned him into the Blue Beetle. And then I think and then Ted Cord like uh, created like a lot of like he just like created like like science like he's like it was all technology that he made to like help him fight crime it wasn't like an alien i think jaime's the only one that actually was like an alien that like fused with him damn but uh yeah that's so blue Beetle's gonna be out on august 18th in theaters uh it looks it looks pretty it looks fun um I don't. I don't know. Like it's all. All these DC movies this year. It's like, like, does it like it's, it has the specter of like does it, none of this matters because like nothing they set up or nothing that like shows up in this movie is gonna like uh, affect anything going forward. So it's like, do you go see it? Like, 
It's like that was like I think that's what like one of the factors that killed Shazam it was like it was just like like no one cares because it, nothing that that happens in it is gonna like affect the future of the DC universe at all. So low risk, low reward. Yeah. But this seems high risk because I feel like this was um since it was upgraded they wanted to really promote the heck out of it. It looks good. I feel like if this came out between Shazam one and two, this might have still kept momentum going. Yeah, this is. Like, I, I want to see this more than Black Adam. Yeah, and it, it has like the you know classic Spider-Man vibes of like oh you know young kid figuring out trying to figure out his powers and uh he gets blasted into space. It's <laughs> the first thing that happens. He gets blasted into space and then, like, and then like there's the whole thing where, like you can make whatever you want. So he makes like the like Final Fantasy like <laughs> like cloud sword at the end of the trailer. So yeah, it seems it seems fun. It just like it, it probably won't like like yeah like hopefully it's a fun movie, but it, but it probably it, nothing that it's it, it, these are like after credit scenes or like anything like any references like things probably won't pay are not gonna be paid off at all. So it's like it's like the curse of like this year like the last these like the Flash like Aquaman are also it's just like nothing that happens in either of these movies is gonna like like matter at all. So yeah, that unfortunate. But yeah, if it, but if it's just like, if it could be just like, a, like its own like standalone fun movie, then uh, hopefully that'll like be, be enough. <laughs> so uh, we also we got the first trailer for Extraction Two, uh, which is a sequel to one of the only highlights of the year 2020, which was Extraction on Netflix. Um, so Chris Hemsworth is back, is back as uh, Tyler Rake. Um, he survived. He survived his injuries, his horribly grievous injuries in the first movie that you would assume would kill someone, but he survived it somehow. And he's back for a new mission. He has to go to the country of Georgia and free a family, like the family of a gangster who's who are being held in a, a, a prison. So he has to like break his way into the prison and like get them out and then get them out of the country. And uh, Sam Harger is back to direct it. The, the Joe Russo, the Russo brothers, wrote the movie. Um, the trailer is basically like one scene, but that scene is fucking awesome. So if the whole movie is like this, then I think we're in for like another just like insane, awesome movie. Where it's just like, it's just like this like huge, almost one take fight where like, it's like a riot in the prison and then like Chris Hemsworth is just in the middle of it. Like just like setting off like flashbangs. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying his best, trying to heal probably his throat. And there's like, uh. It looks like they like strapped a camera to like the front of Chris Hemsworth, so you're getting this like steady cam shot of like like looking back at him, and it's this like crazy shot, and then like his hand gets set on fire, and he's punching people, he's like punching guys with like a flaming fist, like it looks awesome. And then I think we we get like a very like brief like shot of like of like another actually where it's like it's like I think they actually shot where like Chris Hemsworth was like on top of a train and then fighting a minigun, and then they, they blow up a helicopter. I think they actually like that was like a, a lot of that was practical, so <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I think a lot of it's practical. A lot of it's like really like you know, a lot of the same stuff we saw in the, the first extraction, but like to another level, hopefully. Because like it, it looks like this prison scene looks like, like it's gonna like definitely rival like that that like one shot scene from like the first move the first extraction that was like. Going up to the building, coming down the building, going to the car chase. 
Yeah, yeah. The almost hallway shot slash like city block, like yeah. militant uh, tactics. Really, really good. You know, like it, it was. I think I think we praised it a lot. I think a lot of people weren't expecting it to be that good for a Netflix show, a Netflix yeah. movie. That sort of just appeared. Yeah, and that was like yeah, the, like the one. Every, everything else horrible going on in 2020. At least we got an awesome action movie on Netflix with Extraction. And that was that was my top movie of the year. I mean, there wasn't a lot of competition, but still, it was like that was. I think I think even like if it was any other year, it probably would have been in my top ten. But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to Extraction Two. Uh, that's gonna be June 16th on Netflix. So get ready for that one. Watch the first one again and get ready for this one. And then last trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know what was going on this week. Everyone's just like, yeah, Easter. <laughs> this is our Easter presents. Let's release trailers. Um, we fought, we got the the first trailer for Secret Invasion, or I guess I guess we I think we got teased before. This is like the first full trailer for Secret Invasion, which is uh Disney Plus Marvel show. Uh, Samuel Jackson back as Nick Fury. Um, and it's based, it's it's sort of a um adaptation of like uh the Secret Invasion comic story where the scrolls like replace a bunch of people. And it, yeah, it's, it's so yes, Nick Fury coming back from space. Um, Cause we found out in like, was that, was that uh far from home or no way? No, yeah. Far from home. I think it's Spider-Man. That was like the end credit scene was like, Oh, the Nick Fury we were following in that movie wasn't Nick Fury. It was a uh, Talos. <laughs> Um, the scroll, and then Nick Fury's been mm-hmm. in space, but the the actual real Nick Fury's coming back. Um, and then Ben Ben Mendelsohn's back as Talos, who's like helping Nick Fury like snuff out this like scroll invasion. Uh, Kobe Smulders is back in Maria Hill, and then I think I think the main thing about the like I think the main thing is like it looks like it's gonna be like more serious than some of the other like Disney Plus shows. Like it's gonna be like a really like serious spy thriller. Yeah, it looks more um, in line to like an espionage thing yes. than a regular Marvel superhero movie, at least from the trailer. Who knows what's going to be by the halfway point because Nick Fury still has to fight a bunch of aliens. Yeah, but it's going to showcase, you know, almost like his last ride because they're really trying to push this to be Nick's sort of like all yeah. or nothing. One one last fight, like. Mm-hmm. Then what? Like this is both him and Talos out of a job. Like what's happened to him? What about dead? Yeah. And then um, so we also have a, like Kingsley Benadire is playing Graphic, who's like the evil like this. There's basically like the scroll. There's basically two factions of scrolls, and there's like a, there's a rebel faction that's broken off, and they're the ones that are trying to like invade Earth and like replace everybody. So he's like so like Kingsley Benadire is like the head of like the like evil scrolls, and then um. Amelia Clark is uh, Gaia, who is Talos' daughter. And then we also have Olivia Coleman and uh, Don Cheadle and Martin Freeman are also in there as well. And it's going to be six episodes. It's going to start on June 21st uh, on Disney Plus. So, yeah, hopefully, yeah, definitely, I would, hopefully it's more of like a, yeah, like a serious, kind of more serious espionage like action show because like 
a lot, a lot of like recent stuff. Even like Moon Knight, I think we were, everyone was like, "Oh man, Moon Knight to be gritty." And then we got like <laughs> there was there was some the, the tone of that one was like kind of all over the place. Where it's like there was some like gritty dark stuff, but then also like Oscar Isaac doing his like crazy cockney accent. So. And then like and then Miss Marvel was like a full on was like was charming, but that was like a full on like sitcom or like a full on like you know like comedy show. Yeah. Uh I mean I've only seen like almost more than half, but I mean this is getting back to almost like Falcon and the Winter Soldier territory. Yes. So yeah, so hopefully yeah, hopefully hopefully that, but uh, you know, maybe like a little bit tighter, a little bit more focused. Well, you didn't like the flag smasher and the episode where they fix up a boat? <laughs> So uh, yes, yeah, so, so so I think I, yeah, I think that's that's it for trailers. Um, I think there's a couple other ones, but like those are the main ones. So there was some other things going on besides trailers this week. So um, I think we went, I think we talked about for for Ahsoka that debuted during Star Wars Celebration. We also got some news out of Star Wars Celebration that um, about three new Star Wars movies. Um, so Dave Filoni, who has been kind of spearheading a lot of the uh, TV stuff with Dave John Favreau, is directing a movie. Um, that's going to be set in the New Republic era. It's going to be, it's a, it, apparently it's going to close out like a, like a lot of the like interconnected stories between like Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Rebels, Clone Wars. Like it's going to be like this kind of like sounds like it might be like a big finale for everything that he's been working on uh, in movie form. And then James Mangold, who is directing Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny, also directed Logan and uh, you know Ford vs Ferrari, a bunch of other movies. He's directing a movie that's gonna go like all the way back to like the very like the it's like explore like the like the fir- the first Jedi's ever in the universe like the like discovery of the Force, so like thousands and thousands and thousands, thousands of years before anything happens. Wow, just gonna be like guys with like sticks. They didn't invent lightsabers yet. Yeah, like 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 apparently James Mangold was like. Like his comment was like he wants to make like a Ben Hur like Ten Commandments style movie like his like historical epic, ancient epic about like, about, like the, the birth of the Force and like the birth of like Jedi and stuff. Ah, see, this is where we get into like dangerous territory where it's like, <laughs> do we need to see this and understand like Metaclorian bullshit? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> they, like, it's like we're infected. We're like, oh, like it's just, like that's the birth of the Force. Like you get infected by like Metaclorians. And then they just live forever because, like, there's good midichlorians, but there's bad midichlorians, but they know the difference. Yeah. Just do Knights of the Old Republic. Like, people want that. Yeah. Or even, like, uh, what's what's the new one? The High Republic? I mean, we're we're getting a show in High High Republic. The Acolyte is High Republic, but, like, that's the the only, like, like, media thing that's happening. This supposed to be like a book and like comic book uh like setting so far. And then uh the third movie they announced is that um we're getting a, a sequel to the sequels. So there's like post Rise of Skywalker, we're getting a new uh movie. Uh Daisy Ridley's gonna be back as Ray. And it's gonna be basically like Ray is gonna is like building a new Jedi Order post Rise of Skywalker. cool i mean so it's like a whole new chapter which would have been what luke was doing yeah 
just essentially copy paste that plot. As long as long as like like Ray's like, well, she doesn't have any nephews or <laughs> like family members to like join, then try to murder. Her, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I don't hopefully know. Just seems like a cool thing to do. You, you think Grogu will pop up? <laughs> like, hey, I'm here. There's, there's <laughs> no goddamn. This is how you kind of tie in all the things with the Book of Boba Fett and all this, all the characters that survive. Yeah. Uh, Although I mean, however long that new republic, the new empire was, whatever. Because don't forget, like, I feel like the original Star Wars was maybe. I mean, um, episode th- uh, six through. No, sorry, four through six. That's only like eight years, ten years maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like it, it, it's really hard to gauge how much time has passed between the world and that. But it seems like in uh, the Ray saga, the like what she was up to from desert. Uh, scavenger to Jedi Master, or yeah, she became like Ultra Master, you know, High Command Jedi at the end. Mm-hmm. That was maybe like five years. Right? Yeah, like it seemed half the time, and the stuff that there was at stake was just like, I don't know what everyone was up to between. Because Kylo Ren like smashed his helmet and like in uh the last jedi and then oh not the last jedi you know the last jedi he broke his helmet yeah and then he just fixed it at the end right like right after uh and then rise of skywalker so that was just like the next day so i mean are we gonna pick it up right after that or is it gonna be years i don't know Yeah, and, and, and like, what's the like, what's the because like the first order got destroyed. <laughs> the end of that but then, series. But it seems killed, like the first. Holy company but, is dead for like the like the actual final time, and then. But that's the thing. It's like you just destroy the first order, but the first order was also the Empire because they came back. So. Yeah. And you know, with them, like even if you kill like the top guy, they don't just quit. They do other things. I think they finally need to bring in like the uh, what are they like the Yuuzhan Vong or whatever. Like the like that was like the big like po- like one of the first big like post Return of Jedi things was like this like these like lizard people like the lizard aliens from like beyond like the like outer rim came and like like and like started like invading everything and they were like for they were like they were, like, imp- like like they were like uh like in- like immune to the force so like the, like you couldn't like the, like you couldn't like stop them with like force powers. Oh, were those the like alien worms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like the Yuuzhan Vong saga. That was like a, a whole like series of books. <laughs> that was like right. It was like it was like a few years. It was like set like a few years after Return of the Jedi. That was like the first big threat to like New Republic. It was like oh, these like alien, these like alien worm creatures that are like are like immune to the Force <laughs> are invading and like destroying everything. But yeah, I guess we'll see. So, um, uh, Stephen Knight, who uh, wrote, uh, basically created like PE Blinders and um, a bunch of other like uh, shows and uh, 
you know, create taboo with uh, Tom Hardy and a bunch of other shows. He's writing it, and then um, um, where the heck? Oh, I'm the director of uh, the new Ray movie. Um, oh, Sharmin obeyed Shinoi. Um, she direct, she most recently directed like a couple episodes of Miss Marvel, but she's also directed like a bunch of like uh, like documentaries, documentary shorts. She won like two Academy Awards for documentary shorts. Um, but yeah, I think I think that is. I don't think there's a release date for that any of these movies uh, yet. But um, those are like all kind of in, in development now, or like in kind of like getting worked on right now. So yeah, lots lots of Star Wars stuff uh, still coming <laughs> on Disney Plus and in theaters. And then uh, we also this week got found out that the rights to Street Fighter have gone over to Legendary, uh, Legendary Entertainment, who have, you know, have brought us, like, Pacific Rim and the Monsterverse and a, a bunch of other, like, Dune and a bunch of other movies. Um, so they have the the TV and film rights to Street Fighter from Capcom. They're going to work with Capcom on projects. They announced they are, there's a new movie in development that they're working with Capcom on. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then possibly, like, TV, show, yeah, TV shows and other movies coming But yeah, what, what would you want from a new Street Fighter movie, Chris? Just like a straight-up just like tournament movie or something? Yep. No, don't dick around. I don't care about any of these... Uh, how am I going to say this correctly? Like, I don't care about the reason why they're fighting. Just make them fight. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want, like, a super specific just, like, tournament that they focus on the fighting, but it just, like they sneak in like other bullshit plot that doesn't fit the story is that's how you end up with the Tekken movies and god help me if you ever try to watch the, the king of fighters movie with ray park as like yuri oh my god that, i can't I, I still like <laughs> it's like a fever dream when i mentioned that the king of fighters had a live action movie that they made and it was just like yeah it was super goddamn terrible yeah um and i would say like it's it's going to be hard because I would rather see, like, a Street Fighter TV show, which explores the characters better and and sort of follows, like, that Mortal Kombat situation that they had, like, Conquest style, where you can take your time and uh, you can just, like, if you're going to explore a character, like, do it fast and then get back to the main story. Well, we got those, uh, like, uh, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, like that, like, fan... Yeah, the fan one was pretty good. Yeah. And then they did like Street Fighter Resurrection, which I think was like an officially like, like kind of like hired those guys to like, oh, you guys made SS's Fist, like here, like officially make Street Fighter stuff for us. Oh, I think I think SS's Fist was was like officially like licensed. I think right. I don't remember. It was like like it was like Funimation or Crackle or IGA like some 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 company some company paid to like like was like putting that out and then like I think they had like official like Capcom like blessings for that or something. But that, that's that's like the most recent like Street Fighter thing probably. So. But yeah, I definitely yeah some sort of like just like yeah just do a classic like tournament foul have like have like Ryu or someone be the main character and just like follow him into like the tournament and then have all the other characters and 
or maybe him and Ken go into the tournament and then they follow those both them and then it leads up to like M Bison or something like yeah. We don't we don't need to go into crazy like the two the two previous movies have just gone off the rails as far as like well it's a game it's a fighting game so we're gonna do like one is like a crazy uh like war <laughs> action movie where this invaded country and then the other one is like a like crime thriller like we're like a police investigation. It was like a police investigation. Watch this rookie cop Interpol agent investigate uh this Irish like real estate uh, mogul. <laughs> yeah, Some, like, no, I think it was an arms dealer. Yeah, but what was his like also, cover like real estate or something? It's like is that yeah, was like, yeah. legitimate business? And then he also has like psychic powers somehow because he was cursed by a gypsy. Like it was yes. like, <laughs> what? Like yeah. as a baby he was cursed. It was so goddamn strange. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll see what Legendary can do. Um, I mean, they've obviously made some pretty great, like, Godzilla King Kong movies, so... We'll just throw Godzilla King Kong versus Street Fighter. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably already happened, or it's, I'm sure it's happened in, like, a comic or something. It's happened in fan fiction. Just, just have, copy-paste that. Have Ryu just, like, yeah, like, like, uppercut, <laughs> like, sure you can, like, Godzilla. Well, I mean, you saw King of Monsters. Just yeah. have Godzilla issue a challenge and just have him, everyone fight in the ocean. Yeah. So, last bit of news, um, apparently HBO Max is working, or trying to get, like, get a deal going to uh, get the TV rights to uh, Harry Potter, and then make a new Harry Potter series that will, like, each season adapts one book of the Harry Potter series. So basically reboot Harry Potter as a TV show on HBO Max. Yeah, and, 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 and apparently, apparently, like the the main thing is like they're talking to uh, J.K. Rowling right now, and that's like one of the big things. Like get like a deal oh, yeah. with her, and she, then she is just like, a mess. She's yeah. a, a mess. I, let's not try to get into that one because yeah. that's just like a goddamn yeah. can of worms. But, you but know, that's, that's, I, that's, I get it. She's like, but no matter what, like it always ends to her. So it's you, like, you have to, you have to, you have to, like you have to go to her. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, th- doesn't it seem like like too soon? <laughs> so, yeah, like, oh, it's super soon. I feel like it should be like our. It should be coming. I mean, in it's like it, ten years from now, not. Yeah, I mean, it's been not when it's still this hot. I mean, Sorcerer's Stone came out in like ten, two thousand one. So it, it has been over twenty years since the first movie. But I mean, it's, it still seems like soon just like it's a little bit too soon to like reboot the whole series again and then like it's it's also weird too because like everyone in the movie is like like you're gonna like recast like daniel Rad- like daniel radcliffe like rupert grant like you know like everybody everyone in the movie like like maggie smith like like uh like yeah everyone in that movie is like so like tied to like those roles it'd be like oh we're gonna we're gonna it's like lord of the rings it's, it's like you're gonna re- like it was already weird having like a couple characters from like rings of power be recast and you're like recast the entire like show with like different like like new everyone's new <laughs> and you have to, like and you have to, like oh well put your own spin on it but also you like try to be like <laughs> be like be daniel radcliffe <laughs> like yeah, I I 
don't know what they are aiming to do. Like, if they are trying to get it to be, uh, like, a brand new iteration when the the lasting image of the last one is still around. Like, yeah. what's going to happen to, like, the Harry Potter world? Are people going to, like, they're going to retheme all the Harry Potter things to match the TV show now? I mean, I guess, I guess the, slowly I guess, replace things. I guess the main thing would be like you do, you would get to like really like you know expand that like because like some of the some of the book like some of the movies like did have to like even though like most of them were like two 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 and three hours long, it still had like rushed through a bunch of like plot point stuff. So I guess like you if it was a TV show you would get to like linger a little bit and like really like dig into some of the like side plots and like other plots in the books. But yeah, it just it just seems like a crazy idea of like, <laughs> we're just, yeah, just re- redo them, nope. or like it's like not, not even like come up with like I guess I guess because like coming up with their own things failed horribly for <laughs> like the Fantastic Beast stuff. Yeah, but I would rather watch those movies more than watch the Harry Potter TV show just to not ruin what I had in my head. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would be like more interested in like a new thing in the Harry Potter universe, not just like a like retelling the same story like 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 Hogwarts Legacy like is that like is it set like 100 years or something before Harry Potter it's like some sort of crazy time before no like, like 100 main storyline or something and it's like that and then everyone like a lot of people are enjoying that it's like a whole like, the old like story so slate. yeah or or dig into like you know like po- like post I mean, po- like post Harry Potter like post like uh or the last whatever the last one is and then like just do a new like a new class or like their kid like because that was like the what was that cursed child was like the follow up. Yeah, and that wasn't so bad. That was like uh, that is a pretty sh- decent. A show, yeah. Like do that as a show or like like something like that, but as a, as a show. Yeah, the cursed child could be interesting because it, it's a lot. Like it, it's a nod to the original story and it's like yeah. a lot of throwback. Like I saw that in theater. I, I I saw that in Broadway and was like, oh, I actually didn't mind it. It's generally like an interesting story. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I guess you know deals deals are still being worked out. Like this call could all fall through. But like yeah, apparently HBO really wants to like get like a a Harry Potter <laughs> series going on HBO Max. And I, I think that's it for news this week. So why don't we jump into show and tell? And uh, Chris, did you see anything over the last week or so here? I did. I finally saw Psycho Goreman. Yes. Or PG. PG for sure. <laughs> like the, the, the rap, yeah, like a corpet rap. Uh, and I like it's one of the things where like I put it off for a while, not because of just like I wasn't interested in it. I just didn't have either the time or the means to watch it. But I finally was able to like get like time and see it, and it was everything like I hoped and more. Yes. And I, I mean, I, I like only heard the Red Letter Media review of it, but that was kind of biased because like Rich Evans is in it. So yeah. uh, and then I just stayed away from any other like review or kind of like in-depth analysis. So watching this straight up was just like pure um, hilarity and then just unexpected stuff. Besides the one thing I think everyone quoted was like the sexy boys quote, like. I don't like sexy boys, or do I? And just the, <laughs> h- how awkward the lingering close-up is. Yep. I, I really didn't enjoy it. I, I don't I, like hunky boys. 
or do I? <laughs> that, comes then, back, that comes back later. It does. I did not expect that. But yeah. I, I really was kind of, like, I, I thought I knew this movie, but then, like, it just kept, like, peeling back something crazier. Or yep. I started realizing, like, wait a minute. Like, you know, like, how, um, like, just random things would happen. And the, not even awkward, but just the, like, let's just ignore this plot. Like, yes. it's like, yeah, let's love- ignore things. Attitude. A lot of characters look very nonchalant about horrible, crazy, like violent, gory things happening around them. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, that just happens. Like, you know, I thought I would see some sort of reasoning, and it just we never do. Yeah. Well, like I think I was, I was talking about like on, on, we were chatting like earlier this week, but like when they when like Second Gorman turns like their friend into like like a, like a just hideous blob monster, and then like he's just ne- he's never turned back, and like no one cares. Yeah, not even like a concern. It's like, oh, that's, yeah. that's a thing. And then, and then, just like the fact, like, like, it's like, it's because they're, they're playing off like the like, the ET tropes of like, oh, this like these like kids found an alien and they're like trying to be make friends with it, but like, it's like it's ET, but ET is like the most evil, powerful force in the universe. <laughs> and then like this like psychotic little girl has control of him and can make him do whatever she wants. And so they're like they're playing like dress up and like montages and band and then like but he's but he's just constantly just like I will rip the marrow from your bones. Yeah, I I love the fact that like a psycho Goreman is just pure hatred in the beginning. He's just yeah. he's not trying to be your friend. He is just seriously trying to like murder everyone. He's just, he's just like because yeah, everything he says is just like the second like the second they don't have control over him, he's gonna like just like like. Rip them, like rip them, turn them inside out, like just like like boil their blood or whatever, like to like murder them horribly. But he can't, be, like they have, like they have like whatever like the gem that that controls him. So like he has, he just has to do whatever they want. And then it's, like, the fact that like just like just so happens like the most like the mo- like most psychotic little girl on earth <laughs> gets this control of him. Yeah, that that was pretty hilarious. Just watching this girl who were like, oh, maybe she'll have a some, some sort of arc or redemption. Nope, same character throughout the whole movie. Yep. Like like she's like she starts to like she's gonna bury her brother alive in the in the in the yard and just leave him there. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, just all all like the because um, I don't I don't think we have a huge budget, but they used the budget like super wisely, just and like spent it all on like the like practical effects and the practical like suits because like all the creatures in this movie are like so good. Like Sega Gorman looks amazing. Mm-hmm. All the other like weird creatures that show up, there's like that like weird, there's like that intergalactic like council or something, and like and, like each one is a unique kind of puppet. Yeah, and then like like, like Sega Gorman's like old team shows up, and they're all like crazy and unique like different creatures and then they all get horribly murdered <laughs> i mean this movie only takes place in like four settings yeah like a house a, a warehouse a basketball court and the woods yep like, that's it and mm-hmm. it tells a complete story for us i i didn't need to see more it, it's like uh, this hometown alien friend visitor is totally uh an unexpected like twist on the genre because there's other movies that are like this there are other movies that do this. Not like, I mean, beyond the E.T. E.T. was like, here's an E.T. and like, um, 
the kid like learned something from them, right? Like, yeah. it, again, that's like the right. It, it's an archetype that definitely like spun out of control. With so many copycats. However, the karate part is always different. That's the like, okay, let's ramp it up. Um, and instead of like the kids becoming karate people or like a suit granted to the kids or something like the kids do nothing to like do anything. In fact, like they're kind of like Psycho Gorman. If you like root for Psycho Gorman, the kids are assholes to him too. And then if you're rooting for the kids, they just unleash this goddamn monster like on everybody. So no one's like good, you know, like no one is, uh, uh, Whatchamacallit. Uh, stable. Like, everyone's kind of like this crazy uh, yeah. character, and I love it. I think the mom, like, you think she was going to be, like, the normal one, but she sort of spiraled out of control, too. Yeah. And then dad's yeah, just like, the, and then dad's just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, yeah, it's like Gorman. It, it, yeah, it's 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 so great. Um, and the same team made a movie called Manborg. Like I think they came out the same year as like Kung Fury. That's also pr- pretty great. It's not as good as like Gorman, but like still like really fun. With, like same kind of vibe of like practical effects and like old school like eighties kind of like action horror hybrid. And that's also where like um in Manborg there's like a fake trailer for a movie called Biocop, where it's like this like cop who's just constantly melting in horrible pain all the time. <laughs> so it's like a wait, wait, that that was in Psycho Gorman. Like they that's, made yeah, it. Up. Yeah, yeah. That that, that the cop they disintegrate is like a, a homage, to like BioCop. They're like other thing they made. BioCop Bio basically became like the like the like mascot for like what the, like the company that like does all this stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, like the team, like because it's, it's it's like the same team, so. Um, yeah, the, the feature of a biocop is like one of the funniest things ever because like it's like it's supposed to be like this like Robocop kind of thing where it's like it's like oh man, bio, like we brought, we brought this guy back from the dead or whatever, but then it's just like every line biocop has just like someone kill me, I'm in horrible pain. And they're like all right, so the biocop, let's do it. Like like <laughs> no one no one cares. <laughs> he's just, he's just like it's just like everyone is like a, in like an 80s like like buddy cop action movie and he's just like this is like horrible melting like. Like torture person, the guy is like, I've been constant agony. Okay, because I I lost that. Like I I liked his character; it was horrifying. But yeah, I didn't know there's more of that. that yeah, that was basically, that was basically like they brought BioCop into like Psycho like Gorman. <laughs> it's like I shouldn't be alive. And then I, then I was like like. To cap everything off, I'm saying Gorman, like the rap, so like the, it's which is like an homage to like Maniac Cop Two that also had a rap at the end of the movie. Yep. So th- I that, saw that. I was like, that, that is totally random. And they did they did a whole music video with like a different like Psycho Gorman. It's like a, a a rapper version of Psycho Gorman, but it's like a totally different character. <laughs> Just do it in the music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's everything about it is, is fantastic. Definitely, if you have Shudder, definitely, and you haven't watched Psycho Gorman yet, definitely, that's like one of the highlights, one of the main reasons to get Shudder is Psycho Gorman. So, what, what's your opinion about, uh, like, if they need to make more of Psycho Gorman? Do you, do you think it's a good one and done? 
I, I mean, I like it's like it's, it's like like definitely like if they had a good idea for like a, a two, I would definitely be into more. But like also like like let like if they come up with like something like I, I definitely it seems like they've come up with like different things every time. So like that'd be like I have the same kind of team come up with like a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like like I I was like oh I kind of want more, but then I'm like no I like how like this is a good like story complete story. I don't need to see more. I don't need like a watered down version. Like it got its message across. Yeah, I'm looking forward to like other movies from them if they can keep up this momentum. Mm-hmm. It could be yeah, like the same style. I don't I don't care. Like it, I the definitely like you find things to like about the characters and just the awkward acting. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think Manborg is on like Tubi and like Voodoo for free. So I de- it definitely, if you haven't seen that yet too, I would definitely say, check out Manborg. Cause it's definitely, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. a lot of the same vibes. A lot of, it's the same director, same like team behind Psycho Goreman. So. And that, that one's more of like an like an eighties like a uh, like Terminator Robocop kind of like homage. And also probably like, like definitely like a lot of like 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 Far Cry Blood Dragon vibes too of like because it's like he's sort of like it's like this like he's like like Manborg is like a cyber soldier that was like like put, like this guy who died and came back as like a cyber soldier. I think I think all that stuff came out like it's like Kung Fury Manborg and like. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon came out like, like around, right around the same time. Whatever year that was, like 2013 or whatever that was. But uh, anything else besides uh, Psycho Gorman, Chris? Uh, let's see. Um, I finished Mr. Robot. I finished the last oh, the, season. The whole series? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it. It's very, like, the message is very, like, weird. And as a techie person, it was interesting to see how they did, like, hacking and get to this final moment to explain everything. And then at the end, like, the last episode, it's just, like, let's just info dump everything if you have, like, major questions left. Let's just explain, like, all these, like... Not the plot, but, like, what's up with Elliot? Like, what's up with the main hero? And break down... Uh, not to spoil much, but it's like, let's break down his other personalities and other, like, personas. And then it's like, if you rewatch the show, I guess, if you have time to rewatch it, or see highlight moments, it's like, you can now notice the subtle differences or where, like, the interconnecting story... Because they do a lot of, like, jumping back and forth, and then they go back to explain, like, other perspectives, or, or like, hey, like, this is the reason why certain things happen. So, you you get, like, a bigger picture. Um, and I just felt like that was, like, they didn't have time for another season, so they just rushed it to kind of get this one and be finally done. Because there's, there's, like, a major thing that happens at the end of season three or four, I think it's only four seasons. So it's like season three, they kind of like get to a certain point. And then season four, that beginning part of season four is just like, they have no time to slow down. They just need to get through all these plot points that like the impact is a pretty big. And they're just like, shit, we have no time to like subtly drop this. Let's just keep going. Like we need to get the story like complete. Cause if this show ever ended, it would like 
before the ending, it would have just been this confusing mess. Mm-hmm. So they they don't scrape by, but it feels like if you gave them another season to battle to like ba- like kind of flush it out, it would have been fine too. Um, but the ending episode is artistic. It almost ends like an anime, not like anime graphics or anything, but it it has a interpersonal moment. And in Mr. Robot, it is all about interpersonal things. Just this is very like uh, inner space slash um, like confronting your inner demons. And animes do this a lot, uh, especially like '90s animes where like a, par- a person just ends up in a black void and they just talk to themselves to like other representations of their conscious. So that kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, you're not, it's no longer about Mr. Roboting hacking and all that it's just like facing the truth and coming out of it uh but it was great i could see why the show was really popular i could see uh why remy was like a very like sought out actor after this and uh the thing again still weird because you could tell like someone who saw like mr robot was like i can't wait to turn him into a bond villain and then they don't use him correctly um, because, like, he's not imposing in a, like, that's the thing about Mr. Robot. Like, he's not a fighter. He's not, well, he's not, like, a physical fighter. He's more of a runner. He's more of a, like, you know, uh, mastermind. So they sort of get that right. But I don't, I just don't like how they did No Time to Die with him. Because I feel like it could have been better. I don't understand how his plan fell apart. And he's just like, I don't fuck it. I'm just throw a vial at Bond. Yeah. Mm. So, and it wasn't even like, I don't know. It, you know, like, it wasn't charming. Or it wasn't even like classic Bond. I was just kind of like, fuck, let's just like have a gunfight in this courtyard. So, yeah, this is a, uh, this is definitely like a really good series for him. And, I, don't know, I, I definitely recommend it, but I only recommend certain episodes to kind of see the visuals and the fun uh, nostalgic cues. I know you only, you watch like two seasons of it before you stop, but if you finish at least up to the third, and then it's like you still want more, then finish the series. But mm-hmm. I get it. It, it. like It's a lot. It's just like a lot of talking, and then when they start doing things, you start getting lost. But I enjoy it. It's like really tense. And good, it's really good drama. But that's it for me. Uh, what about you, Zach? All right. So, yeah, so the main thing I saw, which I teased at the beginning of the show, is I finally saw John Wick Chapter 4, uh, which I think came out the week we were at PAX, so we didn't get to see it that weekend. And then I had to uh, – I was on call for my other job or my day job, so I couldn't go see it the, that week after it came out. But I did finally get to see it now. And, uh, yeah, it is incredible. Um, it's – it's probably one of the greatest action movies ever made. It, it, I mean, it's just, I mean, it might be a little bit recency bias, but like, I mean, if you, if, when you see it, Chris, like, if you see like, the, like the action sequences that they come up with in this movie, like, it's, it's like stuff you've never seen before. Like, and it's, and it's, they all, every action sequence feels like it's like, every action sequence in the movie feels like it's like the final, it could be like the final action sequence of like a normal movie. But it's all every every it's like 
huge like 20 minute long 30 minute long action sequences that just keep going and like keep building and keep like adding new stuff and they just keep like it's, it's like every scene every action scene in this movie is like that it's just it's it's fucking crazy um yeah i mean it's it's like there's like a uh there's like a whole there's like a whole action sequence that is like i think it's it's like an homage i think they said it's like an homage to like hotline miami so it's shot really? it's, yes it's, it's like shot from like top down and they even come up with like a like they even come with like some of the some of the guys trying to kill john have like dragon fire like shotgun shells like they, you know, like the flaming shotgun shells so like john takes one of those like one of the shotguns at some point so it, they even like mimic like the like you know like hotline Miami where you should have got like a shotgun then you see like the spread like bullets like it's like you're, you're seeing that kind of because like, it's like fire you're seeing like the fire truck come out but like that scene is like insane of like the way they shot that and like you you never seen like a top down action sequence like that in a movie ever I don't think so that's that's crazy um there's there's an awesome like the the very the first fight the first huge action sequence takes place at the, it's like at the yeah, like Osaka Continental where and it's run by like Hiroyuki Sonata so it's all it's like this crazy blend of like samurai and neon and like yeah Japanese like uh like murals on the wall but then they're all all the murals are like neon like glass like like structures and then it's 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 basically the first sequence in this movie is like the last sequence in the last movie because it's like uh you know like the armored guys from the high table show up and it's like the they like desecrate the like osaka continental so it's like it's a huge other huge battle in the continental but in a, in a continental but it's like how they like the like parabellum ended now that's how this one's starting off and then just going like then like somehow ramping up from there to like other action sequences and yeah, and then just like, also just like throwing, it's like they, they basically I think feel like they just like were like, well, who's who's awesome that we haven't gotten in the John Wick movies yet? So it's like, let's yeah, let's you know get like Hiroyuki Sada in there, let's get Donnie Yen in there, let's get uh, Scott Atkins in there, let's get Clancy Brown in there, let's get Marco Zorro in there. And man, yeah, Scott Atkins, man, like I don't, <laughs> he's he's going for it. He's uh, <laughs> I don't, have you seen have you seen his character, Chris? I've seen photos of him. Like like Killa, he's he's in like a fat suit. Yeah, I've seen just the fat suit. I haven't I just yeah. saw like I haven't seen a move or anything. It's just like I still don't believe that's him. He like I think he's he's probably one of the most like 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 cartoonish characters in like, the whole franchise. But then it's it's crazy because like he, when he when he actually because he actually does get into fight with John, but he's he's still able to do like like Scott Atkins like kicks and stuff in this suit. So it's I think I don't know if it's like like a it's probably a testament to like both like 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 the special effects people who made the suit plus like Scott Atkins' skill that he can still do like these like crazy Scott Atkins kicks and like martial arts stuff in this suit. But that whole sequence that that, that whole sequence is awesome. That's like a whole it, it kind of feels like the like the um nightclub fight or shootout from like the first movie but it's like a totally different vibe like it's, it's this nightclub has like it's like like constant like waterfalls everywhere it's like it's a totally different like setting but it's kind of the same thing like it's in this like huge nightclub but yeah that, that sequence is incredible um there's a fight that go like it's like up, up to this like huge flight of stairs that's like it's like giants like climb this like 200 like 200 step staircase to like get to somewhere but there's like there's like 50 guys in like in between him the top of the stairs so it's a, he's like fight up the stairs and there's like a fight like in traffic in the, like, for like the, of like the like the like um the uh arc de triomphe in, in paris like it's like 
everyone's like shooting out. It's like shootouts. The fight fights are happening in traffic, but the people are getting like it's like they're people are, like hand to hand, and like someone gets hit by a car. So it's like you have to, like you have to, like watch out for cars while you're like in the middle of, like these like like gun and like fist fights. And yeah, I mean, just like it's just everything. All the action is just like insane. Um, it also like, it looks gorgeous. Like this is like one of the, probably one of the most best looking action movies ever made. Like just the cinematography, like everything is just like lit so. Like every every shot it could be like you could take it like hanging on a wall it's like a painting or like a, a photo it's like it's all uh, it's all neon like it, it's like it's like a Nicholas Winding Refn style of like it's just like constant like all like, artificial lighting and like but it's all like reds and greens and blues and it's yeah it's it's gorgeous looking just like on like a visual level it's like it's like one of the best movies ever made and then uh yeah action wise yeah like and every like all the all the new additions are great I mean, Donnie Yen is is so awesome in this movie uh and it's just like it, it, it just it, it does the, the thing where it's, it's just like he's like so effortless like in all his fights and it's like kind of like plays into his characters his character is like kind of like kind of like he was retired but he's kind of drawn back in so he's, he's like super reluctant to do like fight again but he's forced to do it so he's he's, he's, he's doing it but he's like very like like uh, like I'm just gonna do this. Like, I, I'm not happy about this. I'm just gonna like like do this like the quickest way possible. It's it's it's, it's like it, it, like it's like he fights like it's like not even worth his time to like fight some of these guys. It's just like he just like he's like he walks like, around them. He's just like he's just like taking them out like effortlessly. Uh, and he also he's also like a he's also like blind, so he has like kind of like, like wait, there's that thing going on. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's he's like a he's a blind like uh uh like assassin um and he yeah he was retired but then like he gets dragged back into like as because of all like the like high table stuff going on he gets dragged back into like hunt down John. And now he was blind. Yeah, but yeah, this, yeah, they, they do quite a bit of stuff like fun stuff with that. Like he like he, at one point like one of the fun scenes like he puts out like these like automatic doorbells that like, you know, like if you like walk past it doorbell goes off. So it's like how how he knows like where people are like they walk past and like set off these doorbells and he like takes them out or like kill, like shoots them or like takes them out with, like he's like he's like a, like he's like like uh cane is also like a sword so you like, can like pull that sword off his cane like start killing people with it. But yeah, his all all of his all, all of Diane's fights are great and all, it, it's also just like I mean Keanu's doing like a ton of stuff but like to see like someone who's like. You know, like Donnie Yen's level of like just like so like like so incredible at martial arts. Just like his fights compared to like everyone else's fights are just like like his, his like his he's so like his hands are so fast, like his kicks are so fast. Like he's just like it's it's de- you can definitely tell the difference between like him and like other people in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, go watch it as soon as you can because yeah, it's 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 like. It's it, it it's yeah it's just it's incredible action movie like I don't I can't even like begin to like think like comprehend like how they like thought of this stuff and like shot it and like and yeah just like it's just like everything everything that was like building up in like the last three John Wick movies is like taken to like a next level in this one so gotcha yeah it's. It, it, yeah, it's 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 amazing. So definitely, if you have not seen it, check it out. It's it's one of the best action movies ever made. <laughs> and then, uh, slightly uh, slightly less action packed, but still pretty fun was I saw the Tetris movie on Apple TV Plus. Did John uh, appear in that too? Unfortunately, no. Is it like Russia? 
Come on, yeah. it's like a weird connection between the yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this, so this is it's it's a story, the movie is about like getting the rights to Tetris. Um, and and there was a lot of like it was it was developed in the Soviet Union, so there was a lot of like uh, you had to like, you had to go to the Soviet Union, like kind of like deal with like the government and like the like you know like the national like like Academy of Science that like uh like where like Alexei Pejanov created it. And so the movie is uh, stars Taron Edgerton as Hank Rogers, who uh, founded Bulletproof Software, and he got he, he got the rights to uh, video game and PC uh, video game and arcade Tetris in Japan, and then uh, he 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 worked for Nintendo a lot. So Nintendo kind of showed him like, hey, we're making this thing called the Game Boy. Uh, and we would definitely like we should like do you have any, if you have any software for it. And he's like, well, I can I can probably get you to Tetris because no one has like the handheld Tetris. Handheld Tetris is like wide open. I can go to the Soviet Union like negotiate te- like that rights for you, and then I'll we'll, like I'll you know like we'll share like the like profits or like bulletproof will like publish it, and then uh or develop and you'll you guys will publish it. Um. So then yeah, so then Hank goes to the Soviet Union to like negotiate for like the handheld rights, but then it turns out there's like this other company. Uh, Microsoft has they, they think they have like the global rights to everything, so they're getting involved. And like the Soviet government is like the KGB are getting involved, so it's like there's a lot of like it's a lot of like this, this web of like who has the rights to what, who's gonna like, is the who's this, who are the Soviets gonna sell the rights to? And it's it's a it's an entertaining movie. It's like it, uh, it's like a kind of like I don't know like a light espionage thriller or kind of it, it, it kind of has like thriller elements of like oh the KGB are like constantly trying like. Like stop them from doing this stuff, and there's like car chase. There's like a car chase, and like Hank gets like beat up by the KGB, which I don't like. But then a lot of a lot of stuff is like very like fabricated or very highly exaggerated. So like I wouldn't go into this one. I wouldn't go into the Tetris movie like and come out like thinking like you know like the history of Tetris. Like it's it's a very like fabricated, exaggerated like <laughs> like uh version of the story that happened like I, I think it's mostly like the true stuff is like the names of people and the, the name of companies are, are true and then like a lot of it is like <laughs> that like definitely made up for the movie like I, I would definitely like supplement your like viewing of tetris if you want to, like actually and like know like what actually happened like with like there's like a bunch of like youtube documentaries like the, like, the game historian has like, a great like tetris like history video i would definitely like watch something else that is like more like documentary based for Tetris and not not based all your knowledge on like this movie of like how Tetris came to be. Like yeah, I don't think I don't think like uh like Howard Lincoln and like uh Hank Rogers were in like, like a car chase in like Moscow together. <laughs> it'd be it'd be weird if like this was true and they're telling people and we still don't believe it. We're like no. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like it's like it's like 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 it's like it's like Hank, like Hank Rogers, and then yeah, Howard Lincoln, and like uh, like Minoru Arakawa, like the like the he- like the CEO of Nintendo America, are getting chased out, of, like are getting chased through the streets of Moscow by like the KGB, and they have to like they have to get out, of the, they have to get out of the country before they get arrested. It's like I don't think I don't yeah I don't think this happened. <laughs> like I don't think it I don't think it played out this way. This it kind of it kind of feels like if you got if like Hank Rogers was like drinking and he was like like it's like let me tell you what I, 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 like like just like making up like stuff about like oh yeah remember when I got Tetris rights I got I got chased by the KGB they were all over me like I'll, let me tell you all about it like you ever see the Irishman yeah I saw the Irishman yeah 
So, you know, like, no one believes him, even though it's like, if he told a story, like, there's no one to listen to. It Like, yeah. does this end like that, where, like, Tigger Ayrton's character, years after, is, like, telling the story to his kids, and they're like, funny story, Grandpa, like... No, I, I, no, it kind of just ends with, like, it kind of ends in, like, um, you know, the, like, the rights get, the, the rights get worked out, and then, um, there's, like, the, like, you know, the, the fat cards that come up at the end of it, and it's like, oh, the, they, like, he and the Alexei went on to, like, create, like, the Tetris company, and that, and that, that company, like, handled the rights for Tetris for, like, I think, still to this day, I think they handled the rights to Tetris. Yeah. And, they, and I think it's, like, Hank's, like, daughter is, like, the head of this, uh, the Tetris company now or something. Cool. But, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's 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 entertaining. It's fun. Um, historically accurate. I don't think so. But but yeah, Taron Edgerton is fun. Um, and then the, and then like, oh, another thing too was like like a lot of the character like a lot of characters are like are just like so like cartoonishly over the top. Like there's like the Maxwells who are like these like Brit like rich British guys who like they they run Mirasoft, which is like the rival company that's trying to get the rights to Tetris. And they're just like so cartoonishly evil and like over the top and like pompous and. Like the sun is just like a a little like like slimy little worm who's like it's like constantly just like everyone's calling him Ke like everyone's everyone calling is like his name's Kevin Maxwell everyone's calling Kevin he's like my name's Mr Maxwell and it's like he's and then like and his father's is just like this like super like pop, like he's like I'm friends I'm friends with Gorbachev everything will be fine I, we don't need to, we don't need to pay them anything I'm friends with Gorbachev so they're they're just like yeah just like super like arrogant and like over the top and ridiculous and like the kgb guys are all like so like like e like shifty and like <laughs> like evil and like like constantly watching everyone and like and like trying like, well that's like, what they do but yeah I, the one thing they showed which is like there was a car chase sequence and i was like that's, wait, that's, that's, what, that's what that's what i'm talking about like, that, that's like, like the big like yeah it's like howard lincoln and hank rogers like, and like minero arakawa like the head of nintendo are like all getting chased by the kgb at one point and then, like, and then, like, it's like the K the KGB, like, oh, your interpreter, uh, Hank, was a KGB agent. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like. I guess? Yeah, so, I mean. I mean, yeah. probably they knew that, because, like, it's Russia I, in the 80s. I mean, like, the Soviet yeah, Union was. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they were, like, I'm sure they were being, like, surveilled or, or like, the KGB was, like, very aware of, like, these, like, Americans were, like, in the country trying to, like, buy the rights to the Soviet product and stuff. But like, I don't think, I don't think he got quite to this level. Like they're like beating him down the streets of Russia or something. So or like telling him like, get out of the country before they arrest him. Yeah. I'm it, pretty it, sure like if they did, it's a war crime. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, definitely. It's, if you want, if you want just like an entertaining movie, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, 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 it's fun. Um, if you're looking for like actual, like historical, like you know, it, information about <laughs> how Tetris came to be. Uh, definitely, I would say definitely check out other sources and don't base everything on this movie. It's it's, it's definitely very much like a lot of those like what was what was like a beautiful mind it was like like basically like almost 100 percent not true. <laughs> like yeah, it, 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 it was like, like one thing and then that's yeah. it. Like it wasn't it's, like it, he. I feel like they, I feel like this is like like that kind of that level of like there's like there's like a little. There's threat. There's like little threads or seeds of like actual truth of like names of people, names of companies, maybe like how the negotiations went down a little bit, but like everything else is just like totally like 
entertainment <laughs> blowed up blowed up uh out of like made up like just like to, to have like a fun movie but yeah so 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 pretty fun if, if you have apple tv plus you're looking for something to watch there and then uh last thing since i was on apple tv plus i started watching the third season of mythic quest uh, which is pretty great so far. I haven't, I haven't fit, totally finished yet, but it's 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 it's, it's been a pretty great season so far. Uh, you haven't you haven't seen any Mythic Quest, right, Chris? I haven't yet. Yeah, it's yeah it's it's definitely. If you, I think if you're a fan of like Silicon Valley, it's definitely like this is definitely like in that same vein. And I, I mean, I, also obviously like most of the, most of the team behind it's oh, Sunny is behind it, so it has that kind of it's like a mashup of the, like a mashup of like that those two kind of humor styles. Like the Silicon Valley kind of like tech, like like commentary on like the tech universe and like like you know like satire about like video game like video game industry and video game technology and stuff. And then some some it's some of the, like the like it's always sunny style humor too. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's great. The third season is like um some of the characters some of the characters like broke off to their own company, and so they're they're like trying to develop their own game. And then so there's like a lot of humor with that. And then like. Everyone, everyone left it like Mythic Quest is like trying to deal, like trying to deal with like like they're, like coming up like a, there's like a Mythic Quest movie that is being developed, so they're, they're like trying to work on like oh we have to like we have to like who's gonna who are we gonna cast in the Mythic Quest movie and stuff. It's like 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 uh like David who's like the like the like the the CEO like the executive producer of like Mythic Quest is like now he's like the executive producer in the movie, so he's he's like has to like deal with all the movie stuff. And it's like, like, oh, Joe Manganiello wants to be in the movie, so it's like, like Joe Manganiello shows up in a cameo as himself. And there's, and there's also a lot of like, um, they really lean into like, uh, like Rob McElhaney is like, in the third season, like, is like super into like NFTs and like the metaverse. So he's just constantly just spilling like all that like bullshit about like, yeah, we got, we got like, we got pivot to the metaverse and like pivot to like NFTs. We got get, get, get NFTs in there. AR, we gotta get like AR, like, and yeah, so like a lot, of, like all, like like yeah, like humor, it's like satire about that, all that, all that stuff, and yeah, it's 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 super, it's it's super fun. Um, if you if definitely, if you, it, it, I feel like Ted Lasso gets like all like the like Apple TV Plus like comedy, you know, like spotlight, but like Mythic Quest mm-hmm. is like definitely like right up there, I think. Uh, as far as like it's like super funny, especially if you're like into like, games and like you you know you know something if you know about like the games industry, there's there's like so much fun like like uh like business like, satire stuff about like how games are developed and like <laughs> like it's like they're like constantly like they're, like constantly ch- ch- trying to change things and like the, the art department is just, like it's like they're just like it's like oh just do it do, do it overnight. It's like what <laughs> like the art department is like just like what are you talking about like we can't just do it overnight and so the, the, the art department hates them and then it's like oh like it's like and then like trying to like monetize the game it's like a whole like side plot <laughs> like like danny pooty from like community is like the, like is like the head of monetization and he's like like the, he's just like this like money grubbing evil like <laughs> corporate just like totally corporate just like, like no, insufferable like does, rich does, guy doesn't give a shit about the players. It's just like, how can I like leech as much money from them as possible? Yeah, I gotta give it a shot. Like, it just like I don't have Apple TV Plus. That's the only reason why. But I'll yeah. find a way. Have you like watched all up until the current season? I think I've got like three episodes left of, th- of season three, and then that's and then I don't think they, I don't think they've said, that was like the last season. I don't think, but I don't, I don't know if they. 
Oh, there's a there's a fourth season coming. So that uh, third season is up now, and then fourth season is coming sometime in your future here. But yeah, I was yeah definitely if you're if you're uh, if you have Leave Plus, check it out. Um, and yeah, that's it for me this week. So we can wrap things up. Uh, definitely head over to the site. We've got all of our stuff up there. We've got uh, I got a review of Tetris. If you want to read a review of Tetris, I have it up there. We've got all the shows we talked about this week are up there. Uh, you can go check out our commentary from uh, a couple weeks ago. Age of Dinosaurs is still up there. We're going to have a new commentary up pretty soon for uh, April. Um, and I think our, our PAX East uh, article should be up soon-ish, I, I think. Uh, we're still working on that. Soon-ish? Yeah, we're trying, we're trying to get... Yeah, yeah, we, saw, we saw a lot. We did a lot. So we're trying to get that all organized. But that will be up on the site soon. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, head over to the site all, all the other stuff up, all of the regular stuff we put up every day is up there. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.